for 11 years in a row. Ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. Y'all come on in. It's a great big Arizona. Good morning to you all here at Rosie on the House. Whatever question or concern you might have about your house, home, castle, or cabin, from the southern border of Nogales to the northern border of Page to the eastern border of uh, Alpine to the western border of, uh, let's say, Baus, anywhere's in between, you give us a ring right here at the toll-free number, and we'll put our Arizona building and remodeling experience to work for you to help solve any problem you might have, melt away any anxiety that may be weighing on you. And we're only going to talk about your favorite subject during Rosie on the House. You! We're not going to talk about anything else that's bothering the world today. We're just going to talk about you and your home. So give us a ring at one 767 After a great hour of out in the yard, outdoor living, uh, Rosie on the house talking about trees. We're going to dive in this hour, and I can't tell you how much, how many inquiries we're getting right now about how to stop the bugs, scorpions, roaches, crickets. So we're going to cover a little bit about that this hour as well. We've got a little follow-up to do so, to some shows we've done in the last couple weeks. And in the 10 o'clock hour, we're going to be talking to y'all. We, we continue to get flooded with inquiries about what water treatment system should I invest in. So we'll take a few minutes in the 10 o'clock hour and talk through our philosophy of water treatment as well. Because I will tell you, that is one industry that is filled with a ton, a, let's just say a flood of bad information. So let's get it started by way of follow-up. We've got lots of questions. Of course, this time of year, constantly revolve around how do I save money on my air conditioning bill? We've had our Rosie certified home energy auditors in studio over the last 30 days. Jeff Carmichael from Rias, Mr. David Burns from Green ID. And we've talked through the philosophy of Saving money on your summer electric bills. And I don't know that we could ever do that topic justice and cover it enough and thorough enough to get it in everybody's head that beating that high electric bill in the summer in the desert is easier than you think. And you can do it without spending a dime. So we're going to be covering a bit more of that next week. As a matter of fact, Jennifer even got into the act this week. I showed her how to use my infrared temperature pistol. She's shooting everything. She went outside last night. She says, you know that wall of the living room that faces due west is 149 degrees? That same wall against the kitchen under the patio with shade was 102. The power of shade. So she's been shooting everything, so it's a lot of fun. Well, these temperatures 
give bugs and insects a great excuse to try and find a way inside your house. And we want to talk a little bit about bug prevention, how to, how to make your home less desirable for critters and creepies. If you'd like to join the conversation, one 767 4348 That's one 888 rosie you. Text questions to 411-923. And you can also email info at rosieonthehouse.com. And it really all just comes back to probably something that you had your parents repeat after you. Time and time again growing up, clean up after yourself. <laughs> Clean up after yourself. Clean up after yourself. And close never had off. to say that to Romy. <laughs> no, you Only never. his brother. No, no unfortunately, <laughs> he shared a room. With a with messy the, brother. With a messy brother. And boy, you could tell right down the middle whose side was whose side. That's for sure. Let's see if we could jump on the phone. We've already got callers uh, jumping on board. one 767 Before we start talking about eliminating bugs, especially scorpions from your home, uh, let's take Dan, who's calling from Phoenix. Good morning, Dan. Thanks for calling in, buddy. Yeah, Rosie. Hello. Uh, my question is on a portable AC unit, one ten power. What's a good brand? What are you trying to what, what are you trying to cool off? Just like one extra room in the I'm house? I'm trying or? to cool off myself. Depends on what room I'm in. So I want to be able to move it around. Well, the dilemma with that, Dan, is any of those portable tow-arounds must have fresh air exhaust so you you will have to put a fresh air exhaust port in every window of every room that you're going to drag it around to and you'll have to just slip a sleeve on there because you can't let that unit exhaust and circulate air inside the same room it's trying to cool okay so it's not a it's not a viable solution well, it is if you're willing to go through the trouble of setting an exhaust port in every room. I mean, if you're, if you're thinking about three different rooms, you could buy three exhaust ports that fit inside the windows and just roll it, connect it, plug it in and go. Those units you can pick up at any of the big box stores. They're under $400. Uh, they're a little bit of expensive to run, but for somebody that wants to be cooled off in their immediate work area, it's well worth the money. We we actually use one in the telephone computer server room uh, of our office. We have one plugged in there that's ported to the outside, but it keeps that room, you know, much cooler than the rest of the office. Okay, that's cool. It'll work. It'll work. But don't. Oh, don't You've got to need that port. Don't let it exhaust inside that room. You've got to get uh, exhaust to the outside. That's That's mandatory. Other than that. You can go ahead and give it a shot. And all of those do have condensation that eventually will, or especially in the moiter, moisture, wetter seasons. How about I just say the monsoon? The moiter? The moisture <laughs> seasons. What part of New York are you from now? And <laughs> some of them, they'll actually shut off until they you drain to. it. Yeah. So it, it's a, like a little cup inside their conditioning unit that, that will fill up. So... Don't let that leak or overflow or just be aware that that's there and needs to be cleaned out every now and then. And if you're running your main air conditioner, it's taking a lot of the humidity out of the air. But if you put this beside a, a shower or a kitchen, it's, it's going to shut down occasionally with condensation. If you just have it out in the middle of the room, chances are it isn't going to pull enough condensation out of the indoor air 
to cause much of a problem other than having to empty it once a month. So, but if it shuts off, it, it keeps blowing, but it's not blowing cool air. Empty your condensate bowl and it'll be working fine. I found them to be quite handy. I, I know people who have tried to use them in their garage and they're not up to that task. Uh, garage is a little too big. You got to upgrade to a mini split and a, and a little bit too hot. Or an evap cooler. They're not up to that task. But if you're trying to take a room that lives at 82 degrees, no matter where your central thermostat is set, and you just can't get it to cool, and you've had a whole house energy audit, and you've looked at your ductwork, you've looked at your insulation, and you've looked at everything else, those little units could take that room down quite a bit cooler. Or if you have someone in your house that likes to sleep in a bedroom that's much colder than the rest of the house, they work well for that as well. All right, creepy crawlies. It's this time of year. Hey, a lot of them are as uncomfortable outside as you are. They're looking for a comfortable environment. They're looking for food. And they're looking for moisture. Okay? So if you keep those three things in mind, that's how you're going to combat their, their highways into your house. When I teach people about home security, I say make your home the least desirable to even try and break in. Same is true with pests. Make your home the least desirable for them to hang out in. I was talking about Jennifer using my infrared thermometer pistol on the walls of the house and the doors and the windows. I mean, if you just go out and shoot decomposed granite out in the middle of your yard, uh, Friday, it was 145 degrees. The masonry wall was 138 degrees, the, just the, in the yard, you know, just the gray wall. Well, if you're a scorpion or a bug crawling around in 145 degree decomposed granite, what do you do when you get to the little damp spot where the air conditioning condensate is draining? Hang out. Oh, baby, man. That's like finding a little piece of paradise right there. There's a couple reasons for that. There might be a little extra leaf litter right there that stays damp, doesn't blow away with every slight blow of the breeze. That damp leaf litter attracts other bugs that scorpions like to prey on. The favorite food of a scorpion is a grasshopper. So if you've got damp leaf litter or firewood piles that stay wet because the sprinklers slightly overspray the lawn and get a section of the wood wet every time they come on. Any kind of those damp leaf litter areas are conditions conducive for grasshopper infestation or spiders. And once you've got their favorite meal, the scorpions will find them. And then you'll have to deal with that. So... Uh and that always surprised me. You ever see a scorpion? It doesn't look like it has a mouth big enough to eat uh, a grasshopper or cricket. And they hop True. in the air. Scorpions don't. They must be extremely stealth. They must. To, to be able to capture them. I was always really, I, I, I can't believe I've never been stung. 
as many nights as I've slept in the desert and as many lumber piles as I've dug through on job sites, as many ditches as I've dug. But in studying for today's subject, I saw a praying mantis beat down and kill a scorpion. So I, I became emboldened. If a praying mantis can do it, I can do it. But I will tell you this, I've never seen Jennifer in more pain in her life than when she got stung. She said, I don't like spiders and snakes, and that ain't what it takes to love me. Spiders, snakes, and scorpions. The topic of the hour here at Rosie on the House, as well as anything you'd like to talk about concerning your house, home, castle, or cabin. Call us at one 767 Scorpions. I got some more. I got some more tactics for them. But stepping down the line, what's the next most hated insect in Arizona? Black widows. Can I, can I throw in brown recluse too I, I, as well? Well, they're so rare. Mm-hmm. Um, that they're worse than a black widow sting, uh, but they're so rare. Mm-hmm. I think a black widow poses a bigger threat. And they're all, for whatever reason, stay low to the ground. So they're always around your your feet and ankles. And there was... Uh, underneath the patio chair. Yeah. Underneath the grandchildren, toys stacked up on the back patio. <laughs> I had a sheet of plywood leaning up on the side of my garage when I was building. And, I mean, every every week I would pull that up and there'd be a half dozen black widows in between the sheet of plywood and the block wall that had their nest and just took the plumbing torch and cleaned it out. Fire. <laughs> that works. <laughs> that, that, anytime I have to crawl under a house, I take a propane torch with me, and I, I, I burn all the webs down in front of me as I move sure. under, underneath, underneath all the uh, rafters. Uh, but black widows have a very, very distinctive web. They're different than any other spider web. So you don't have to see the black widow to know you're dealing with them. I've never been stung by a black widow either. I I don't know anybody that has. I do know one person that got hit by what they suspected was a brown recluse, and it was was a pretty nasty sting uh, that took months to get over. But... uh, I don't know how bad a black widow bite is. I've just heard that you don't want to get hit by them. And you certainly don't want your grandchildren or your kids getting hit by them. So it's uh, really a broom. does as much for black widows as anything. Because once the web's identified, it's very easy to twirl it up in a nice broom. And as you're twirling it up, invariably the spider will show itself. And that's its last mistake. <laughs> I was on the phone, but, you know, the, those, um, so you may have already said this, but those webs are kind of a non-web. They're just kind of like this mishmash of, you just think it's a cobweb, like, oh, this is a buildup of dust, but it's actually harboring some little critter. I put a picture on Facebook if you haven't seen that before, what it looks like. And, and all, if you've lived in Arizona, you've seen a black widow web. Take a look at our web, take a look at our Facebook to learn what they look like, because they are very, very unique. They are not that geometric piece of art made by a lot of other spiders. It's more like this catch-all, 
blanket that just kind of throws over everything. I'm hungry. I'm just going to put something up and catch that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the Black Widows. Well, I I spoke to um, the guys at Blue Sky, and they were saying we're Arizona's one of the top Black Widow spider hangouts. We we have our share. Well, we do. Uh, uh, I I wouldn't argue with that at all. I think I think they're they're extremely common. And the other thing is they can. They, they can, the babies put on like a little thread and then they fly like a little kite. You know, they kind of float through the air. So if your neighbor has them, you might end up having them. That's their so transportation. To be a good neighbor, you should take care of the critters at your house so they're not going to your neighbor's house. Not shooing them to your neighbor's house to deal with, but dealing with them so you're not sharing them. There you go. So scorpions, black widows, and um, crickets. And I'm going to share with y'all in the next segment a four-pronged attack that will virtually eliminate pests from your home, particularly annoying hazardous ones like scorpions and black widows. Jennifer, I have lived in our home for over 30 years, never saw a scorpion till 25 years ago. And then we went through a series of months where we were killing several every month. So we established a four-pronged attack, and we've only seen one scorpion on the property since then. I'll share that four-pronged attack with you when we get back in the next break, in the next segment. one 767 That's one 888 for you. When the auto attendant comes on, just hit one or zero to bypass the message, and that'll ring straight into the studio. Text is 411-923 during the broadcast or email info at rosyonthehouse.com. And, it, you know, the basic thing with all of this comes back to the same thing. You know, the, the cleaner and tidier you keep your property and your home, the less places they have to uh, build a habitat. And if you're doing projects around your home, uh, especially you need water heater, that's a great area. Sometimes you can have a little tiny water slow drip leak you don't even know about, uh, you know, behind the water heater down close to the floor. You're crawling in, uh, doing work underneath your kitchen cabinets. You know, it's something I'm horrible about remembering to do, but it, it, it does just take that 10 extra seconds to do a visual inspection looking for those bugs before you place your hand somewhere that they're hiding and just waiting to take a little bite out of you. You know, here at Rosie on the House, We've been telling y'all for a lot of years when it's time to shop for a new or used, good-used vehicle to get over to Sanderson Ford. We've told you all the reasons to do that. How strong Sanderson is in supporting the community, the tenure of all their sales experts and professionals. But I want to take a couple minutes right now and talk about the man behind the curtain. I want to, I want to talk about Mr. Dave Kimberly, the CEO of Sanderson Ford. Do you know he was the 2019 recipient of the Colangelo Servant Leadership Award? Now, this is an award that's awarded in the Phoenix to Phoenix area leaders who exemplify the ideals which Jerry Colangelo is best known for, like servant leadership, 
ethics, and entrepreneurial talent. A car dealer being issued the Jerry Colangelo Servant Leadership Award. That's astounding. It's not, it's not, it doesn't, it shouldn't surprise you if you knew Dave to find out he was admitted into the Ford Motor Company Hall of Fame. Now, I mean, what kind of guy is this? I mean, they've got 65 acres of Ford vehicles, over 400 employees. And you know what? You know how many of those employees are sitting at home laid off because of COVID? Not one. That's just the kind of guy Dave Kimberly is. He's the CEO of America's most awarded Ford dealership in all the land. That's why you go to Sanderson Ford for your new or used vehicle. But never on a Sunday. That's also the kind of guy he is. That's right, exactly. Not open on Sunday. So we're talking in our on-the-house topic this week is about critters and keeping stuff away. Um, if you'd like to join the conversation, one 888 rosie for you. Just hit number one when the auto attendant comes on. That'll bypass you right past uh, the message and get you straight into the studio uh, where Jennifer will take your call, get uh, basic information, and then... Uh, Get you NQ to join the conversation. We have one more week until Father's Is it next Sunday? Is I, it next weekend? I Father's think it Day? is. Yeah, next Sunday. I think it is. Father's Day. So if you are looking for ideas, we have a number of them in our e-store. These are all tools that we have tested and uh, tried out here. We've got some a, a really great uh, stud finder from Franklin Sensors. Um, and it's... Those old ones, you move back and forth, and it would beep, and it would beep, and it would beep, and it would beep. And uh, these Franklin sensors actually have a number of LED lights across the top. So when you come across a stud, it'll actually show you the edges as it's, well. It's so you awesome. can actually center uh, center your anchor point. We've got thorn-proof gloves. Um, the Earth Talon shovel has been one of our bigger sellers, we which is sh- funny because it's a pain in the neck to, to ship. ship. We had to <laughs> ship Ford to, to California last and I, week. And I asked him, I said, are, are you a contractor? Or are you just getting all the kids to putting all the kids to work this summer? He's like, no, I'm, I'm a contractor. We, uh, bought a couple of these a few years ago, still using them. And, uh, you know, the, the, the crews fight over it oh. because there's so much be- better diggers than a, uh, Typical shovels. In, so I'm just buying everybody one. Invented right here in Chino Valley, Arizona. That's awesome. Trying to cut through the caliche. So well, how about a- the rest of our toolbox? They're all Rosie on the House logoed and uh, the hammer, the handsaw, uh, the channel locks, the level, the toolbox, any of those that you might want to get your dad. I love that little pocket knife that's logoed Rosie on the House. Uh, get on the e-commerce store, order your dad's gift. Today's the last day um, to order if you want to get it by Father's Day. The, the mail has become a little slower, it seems to me. Uh, <laughs> or overloaded. Less, or less predictable. And, <laughs> and that's not just by the U.S. Postal Service. It seems to me that's with everybody. But it's just a part of the logistical supply chain of getting everything restock the way it needs to be stocked up so if you're looking for a gift for dad 
get to rosieonthehouse.com. Take a look at the e-commerce store and place your order today. We're talking about eliminating creepy crawlies or in and about and around your house. I, I do have one absolutely foolproof method that, that works every time. But some people take offense to it. If you've got scorpions in your house, find yourself a couple guinea hens and let them roam the yard. Guineas love scorpions. And they will clear your acre out in no time. They're good guard dogs, too. And they're good guard dogs. Now, the thing that upsets some people is when the scorpions are eliminated, guineas make a great gumbo. And that really upset Jan Autry last week when I shared that with her. Well, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it is foolproof. It works every time. They so, are very loud. They love to interrupt your mid-afternoon nap. Uh, <laughs> neighbors will hate you. <laughs> now, but, uh, a lot of times, if, if if you know, don't don't get a male. Just get uh, a, a female hen. And if you get two or three, and they've got company, that they'll they'll keep a lot quieter. Okay. Very good. Great great tip from the Romero Farm. Female companionship, huh? That's how it works. (laughs) So the story is, Jennifer and I have lived in our home for 30 plus years. Never saw a scorpion for 25 years. Then we were exposed to a rash of them. Our, you know, our home was built in the 60s. It's 60 years old. It's in a neighborhood that's just prime for houses being torn down or significantly remodeled. And when you start tearing houses up and going through that kind of construction in, about, and around your your property, it's bound to change things. And boy, it sure changed things when the neighbor behind us across the, the wash started doing a large construction project. That's when we started seeing scorpions. That was a property that kind of set fallow for years. And they moved in, started cleaning it up and remodeling the house. And boy, everything came right straight to us. So... I did not take a scientific approach and try one thing and see if it worked and try another thing and see if it worked. I did all four at one time and it worked. So here they are. First thing we did with kids growing up around the house, we were always predisposed not to have a pest control company spraying our house. Well, that was naive on our part. Um, we called Blue Sky Pest Control and we started a monthly service. At the same time, I bought bags of food-grade diatomaceous earth, which we use in our horse corrals regularly. And I started, and I bought a black light flashlight that I could walk out around the property, and I would find the scorpions at night as to where they were hanging out. They stand out like a neon sign. When you have a black light flashlight, you can see them from all the way across the yard. Well, once I find out, okay, well, I found scorpions consistently, you know, two or three times a month right here in this area of the yard. Well, that area of the yard then starts getting sprinkled with food grade DE once or twice a week. And the DE will kill the scorpions. 
The other thing I did, not knowing if they would work or not, but they weren't expensive, so I thought, why not, is I bought the ultrasonic insect and, and, and rodent repellers that plug into the electric system in your home. And we put one in the master bedroom, and we put one on the, after Jennifer got stung, uh, and then we put one on the opposite side of the house in the kitchen. And they're both supposed to take care of about 2,000 square feet. And they send an, oh, and our house isn't that big, so we've got a little overlap probably in the middle. Uh, they send an ultrasonic pulse into the electrical system of your home that, that theoretically drives insects insane to the point where they will leave your house. Well, again, you're driving the scorpion's food source out of your house. So started pest control, bought a black light flashlight, bought a 50-pound bag of food-grade DE, and plugged in the electronic ultrasonic pulse devices. And with all those four attacks... We have eliminated, all but eliminated, the scorpion problem at our house. Now, we currently have a client who said she was finding a scorpion a day, sometimes multiple scorpions a day in her home. And she, just recently, in the past week, has adopted the same four tactics. So we'll have a little bit more data to find out as to whether or not this works. Maybe I finally just killed all the scorpions that were coming across the wash. That was the other option. But uh, there you go. There's the four-prong attack for scorpions in particular. Robert, a mechanic, said he's been bitten twice crawling out from underneath cars that have been sitting for a while. Symptoms are 100-plus fever for three days, sweats, and bad stomach cramps. Is that scorpion or black widow? He says black widow. Yeah. Wow. Did. Yeah. I, I've, I've never known anyone stung by a black widow, so it, that, that's, that's nasty right there. I've, I, I've only seen one person ever stung by a scorpion, and that was my sweet Jennifer at night in our bedroom walking across the carpet. And I, I mean, this is a woman that's had six children, and I stood beside her for virtually every delivery. She's, she was never in as much pain as she was from the bite of that scorpion. It was absolutely, I, I don't know how to explain it. It was horrible going through it, just watching it. So that's when we that's when we developed all four tactics. That wasn't going to happen again on my watch. I'm reading another longer text from, this is Vaughn Payne, our flooring contractor in Southeast Valley, East Valley Floors. And he was talking about uh, his wife and them were on vacation at an outdoor entertainment water park. And got bit, was afraid it was a brown recruse, but it was actually a, uh, a scorpion, he said, that was sent to heaven right away. Uh, she, <laughs> she said it was extreme pain, but there was a big relief because she had thought it was a brown recruse. So she was... <laughs> wow. So, so there's your key. If, if you get bit by a scorpion or stung or anything, just, just be glad it wasn't a brown recruse and take your joy in that. Well, the scorpion thing lasts about 24 hours. And then mm. it just dissipates. But the brown recluse is a big deal. So unless you're unless you're allergic to a scorpion, it could be worse. But the pain does last about a day. Well, the other critters that we're getting a lot of inquiries about 
are wasps and bees, in particular as it relates to the backyard swimming pool. So we've got some tactics for you there, but we're going to need to cover that after this short break. We don't pledge allegiance to the Black Widow. There's one guy that knows about spiders. It's Alice Cooper. Have you heard his... I have never heard this song. I was... <laughs> have you heard, heard his Ode to Corona? Virus? No, I haven't. No. Yeah. He, he wrote That's a song a... Oh. for COVID-19. Got to look for it. Yeah. All right. I said I wasn't going to talk about COVID-19. We don't talk about that at Rosie on the House. We only talk about good things, happy things, like your house, your home, your castle, and your cabin. Is it at a this funny hour, song? we're talking about bugs. Uh, no, I wouldn't say it's funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's see if it was one of the fun parodies, and then that's a happy thing. So, uh, bees and wasps, and it says on our website about, you know, if the bees are Africanized. This is hard to know for sure, but they say basically all the bees we have anymore have. Assume they are. Yeah. You just assume that they are. And because most of them, they've been around long enough that, you know, they've, they've kind of taken over. But... um. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, Will companies you... still remove them if they're like a bee a beehive company? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're 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 not. They have a, a reputation for being, you know, extremely aggressive. But that's really only if you you bug them. So mm-hmm. you just leave them alone, and they leave you alone, and they'll go about their their thing. But if you do have a, a hive on the property. Definitely want to call a beekeeper and get that that removed. Um, yeah, it depends on how close it is to your activity because you don't want to stir them up. I don't know if you remember, um, we had four of our grandchildren sitting under a tree at Grandma's house. And great big citrus tree looked up, huge beehive. Giant. Giant, so big that they couldn't save it. They had to get rid of it, but it was enormous right next to the house. Grandma kept wondering where the bees were coming from. <laughs> Well, a lot of times they're they're congregating around the pool. The water source, absolutely. So, you know, don't leave anything in the pool for them to uh, land on to be able to get down into the water, and then um, the play toys, <laughs> the chlorine floater, the vacuum hose. I mean, they love negative edge pools. They they congregate right there on that negative edge. And it's a perfect place for them to get water. Yeah. So eliminate anything that's floating in the pool. And it's it's just a natural reaction, but don't splash them. Because <laughs> all that does Good is point. it puts water on the pool deck, and it makes it easier for them to come get water. So that the more you splash, the more water you're putting out for them to come back. I mean, they have no idea that a human's in the pool and splashing them. And, you know, who knows? It could be in, in bee world of just a... Invitation. A quick monsoon. <laughs> guilty. So guilty. I just can't not splash them. <laughs> but, but all that does is just gives more water for them to come and, and bring more to, uh, you know, and they're very good at direction. They, they remember their way back. Uh, they'll fly 55,000 miles in their lifetime. 
And now we've got what the assassin wasps, right? Well, they're not <laughs> well, all the way hornets. here. Murder, yeah. What are they? Murder hornets. Murder are what hornets. What they're referred to. Just okay. something else yeah. to worry about. <laughs> and then the last thing we wanted to talk about, uh, we didn't touch on roof rats. That's a whole other that's a whole other topic. But the other thing we wanted to make sure y'all were all aware of is Arizona is filled with wildlife. Uh, uh, Arizona Game and Fish is in charge of monitoring. 800 living creatures within the state of Arizona. We've got wildlife at virtually every elevation. Jennifer walking our neighborhood a month ago had a bobcat cross right in front of her and jump over the neighbor's backyard wall. Coyotes are seen in our neighborhood regularly. Our dogs were going wacko nuts the other night. I went out in the wash and had to make my way through a herd of javelina. And we don't and live on the outskirts. We are in no, no, the middle of Scott, mid-Scottsdale. Just yeah. So we're in town, and this is occurring. Do not leave your pet, especially your dog food bowls, out. Don't encourage wildlife. It's okay if you put a quail block out there, I guess, and feed the quail. But then again, you're going to be drawing the coyotes uh, uh, like Romy's bird feeder he he first built as a boy scout we found out that was really a cat feeder <laughs> <laughs> you just you just disrupt the, the flow of things you when disrupt you when you try to feed things so in dealing with wildlife don't encourage them into the yard and if you've got up in pine payson strawberry or apple orchards fruit orchards that are prone to draw that kind of wildlife you either have to be willing to live with the compromise and share it with them, or you've got to be willing to put up and maintain a pretty significant fence. We have some good friends with an apple orchard up in the Sierra Anchas, and until the elk moved over there with the wallafire, they were they were fine sharing the apples with the deer. The deer were, but the elk they eat can the reach apple. a lot higher. And, well, and then they tear that. Then they shed their horn. Then they want to clean oh. their antlers on the apple tree, and they just shred the tree down to its bark. So the the the, the wildlife adventure of living in Arizona. There's lots of it. Don't do anything to encourage it. Uh, let the wildlife be exactly that. They lived a long time before you, and they'll keep living a long time after you. Let them be wild life.